0: just hold the floor cool hi guys so today we are with um another friend of now is your time a gorgeous lady called jordie shakespeare hi jordie hi. Oh, hi guys <laughs> so we are going to go back now we're going to start with jordie she's got a few really key life lessons that she's gonna to talk to us about today and what she's learned from them importantly, what lessons she's paying forward. But we're gonna start with Geordie's story around the time she's 20. And I want you to picture this all-star student, really conscientious, straight A's, and then something inside Geordie just switches and she decides she's gonna turn things on the head a little bit as opposed to how her parents thought things were gonna go, I guess. So <laughs> So how are you doing? Do
1: you want to take it from that? Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 20 years old. Um, It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, So uh, I guess my, the first major pivot or life lesson in my life came from back in college. Um, I was 20 years old. I had, well, I went to college at 18, but 20 was kind of the big event. And, um, you know, we go to school. I was blessed enough to win a scholarship. I had known through high school, you know, my my parents were not going to be able to afford for me to have um, a secondary education. Um, but I knew it was important. Like everyone talks about to get the job, you need the BA, you need the things. And um, so I worked at school. I, I did kind of the homework on like, what do you need to win a scholarship? Oh, you need to be well-rounded. You need to be in sports. You need to be in student council. You need to play in the band. I played the tuba um, in band and um, girl right <laughs> who's that girl <laughs> um and so I made the application and I was awarded this beautiful gift this lovely opportunity to go to school all expenses paid my books my rent my tuition everything was covered mm. and the first year kind of went through so I had to move cities to go to school first year went through head down kind of the normal routine for me um nose in a book got to do the get the a's and I noticed when I ba- went back in my second year I was just like I was out of steam. I, had not, I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, learning wasn't exciting for me anymore. And um, bless his heart, I had a professor who I don't even know how he saw me. Mm-hmm. And he pulled me aside and he said, you know, Jody, smart people like you can get jobs without a degree. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that hadn't even occurred to me as a possibility. Yeah. And he said, I think you are intellectually exhausted. And I think it's time you've, you figure out what you want to do here. Oh,
0: wow. Talk about like a defining moment and pivotal person in your life though. Like that's, he literally made you think of something that you'd never thought of that way.
1: Sorry, my internet, I got a little bubble there.
0: Yeah, we were just saying, talk about like having a pivotal person and a defining moment in your life. Like that's a, the kind of person who says something
1: that just makes you think of your whole life differently 100 yeah like it ha- you know and he, and he came to me and he shared like you know my brother doesn't have a degree he's in the rcmp he's very successful so he had this personal story that he was able to share it wasn't just i think you should quit mm-hmm. and frankly to have someone come up to me that early on and to say if this isn't working it's okay to quit yeah. and to try something else mm-hmm know oh, here's a carpenter's daughter who had worked with the city, who had stayed in the same job for thirty years, and my mom was at the same job for twenty years. like the idea of quitting anything was just so almost catastrophic like it shook my world that yeah. there was this idea that quitting could be the best thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I did it like i quit I moved back to Vancouver back home wow. um, you know it was funny like i didn't get this like mind-blowing reaction from my parents either oh,
0: yes, I was ask. that's what that was my yeah, next yeah. thing yeah they, so they just took it in
1: this stride okay like you're gonna come home and you're gonna figure out what you're doing next you're gonna get a job like it was definitely like you're gonna get a job well no, I'm gonna get a job um and and so life went on you know I, I got a job moving to the coast I I met um my now husband so um And we made the decision to move to Calgary. So in the meantime, Vancouver, I get Vancouver. I I get a job as a receptionist at a real estate office. Mm -hmm. I'm watching these commission checks go out. And I'm like, these guys are not smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and they're making like really big money. Um, so I made the decision to get my real estate license and I started working in real estate in Vancouver. And if any of you know, kind of what's in the news about the Vancouver real estate market, even back then it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was getting some really great experience met my husband. Um, he couldn't find work after school. So, um, I just looked at him and I said, Hey, I got not much going on. Like I've got a job, but real estate, I can work anywhere. And so we literally made the decision, like on a Tuesday and the pickup truck was packed and we were gone Friday. We were just like, let's do it, young, right? Like.
0: (laughs) I think there's something in you, it's almost like when you make a decision, once the decision is made, the action is pretty swift after it. It was the same with you. You Yes, the professor said that to you, but it's not like you sat, like I would have sat for like a year and maybe thought about it. (laughs) when you were like
1: okay then yes yeah. i'll do that yes oh, that's mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i'm a rip the band-aid off like i can't lose the sleep i like sleep too much like mm-hmm. <laughs> tossing and turning about it uh-huh so that yeah. was it
0: fans packed off, off, off we
1: go um i ended up getting a job like i think we interviewed like friday and i started on monday um with one of the top realtors in canada and i ended up staying with him for five years. I learned so much um, from a man who is running a business selling, you know, 165 homes a year by himself, million dollar plus valuations. And um, I saw kind of how life was for him. Mm -hmm. I saw, you know, the Maserati and the lovely home and this like fabulous life. Um, But I also saw the work.
0: Mm, That's what I was going to say. I bet that didn't come (laughs) too easily in that industry. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I got the calls on a Saturday for admin help, but I certainly saw him working tirelessly evenings, weekends. And, it. you know, I, I had some difficult clients I ended up working with, and one in particular I got the call when I was on a ski vacation, and she was like, if, if you're not here in 24 hours to show me this house, you're fired. Wow. And in that moment, I was like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. All the money, all of the amazing opportunity that comes with it, Mm -hmm. it's not worth that. Yeah,
0: And had there been any other kind of things popping in your head before then? Or was it literally just that one?
1: Well, like, I think there was always some, like, rub with um, real estate. Like, it's a demanding industry to work in. You know, um, the expectation, I don't know if it's the same, um, in the UK, but certainly in Canada and the U S like realtors are 24 Mm seven. Um, you know, if, if a client wants to write an offer and it's 10 o'clock at night, you have to write an offer and you have to present it and that's how it goes. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't, it just didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. It just didn't fit. So. What did
1: you say to the client? I'm intrigued to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. I'm you to just you down the street there. Yeah, well, so like um, I left and it, this, this was what I call my quarter life crisis because up to this point, I don't have a degree and I have a real estate license. So in my mind, I've decided my only option is real estate. So I landed in a commercial real estate for a while. So doing like retail space, I was like, this is so boring. Like basically all the bookstore wants to know is how many people are going to walk past their bookstore in a day and how much square footage they get. And the cost associated, like, it was just like, oh, there's much salesmanship in this. Mm-hmm. my, my to... limited opinion for sure i'm sure lots of people in the profession are like oh <laughs> yeah
0: but it wasn't for you but you're not yeah. even get to see the no, good houses like no. i feel like where are the good houses yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah this is all commercial space so it's like a box mm-hmm. in a mall you know
0: but you um, basically put the blinkers on again you know yeah. you've swapped you i have to be a student yeah. to i have to now have be a realtor because that's just yeah. so
1: siloed yeah for sure that's a great yeah. observation yeah. Um, and then I tried industrial real estate, which is even worse. Cause it's like, can I get a tractor trailer to pull through my gravel lot? No. Like, <laughs> no. so I threw up my hands and I came home and I said, Rob, I'm quitting. And he's like, What? Uh-huh. I want to set the stage for you here. We were severely in debt. Mm. Like there were days when I would go to fill up my car to go see a property And my card was declined at the gas station with my tank full of gas.
0: Wow. And how did that feel?
1: There is nothing lower than that feeling Mm -hmm. that, you know, now I'm searching for a lie. So I have to go to the gas station and I need to tell my story. I don't have my wallet with me. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go back to the office and I have to lie to my coworkers and say, oh, I left my purse at home. Could someone pay for my fuel today? Mm-hmm. That is a terrible, mm-hmm. awful place to be. Mm-hmm. But somehow I just, I knew deep down, I knew that there was something bigger that I was destined to do. I just, I, like I knew and I, and I came home and my husband's name is Rob and he's a freaking star. To, put up with me (laughs) but I came home and I said I'm quitting and he's like you don't have a job I'm like I've never had problem finding a job I will find a job and I will figure this out but I need to do something bigger than this this Mm -hmm. is not what I'm meant to be doing admin tasks learning new industries Mm -hmm. so I put on my work in boots and um, at the time like Twitter was becoming a big thing and um, I started tweeting and I started going and meeting anybody in Calgary that would talk to me anybody, what should I do? What do you do that you love? Um, and trying to find out like who I was supposed to be. Yeah. So I, um, this was the time. So my dad hears what's happening and he flies into town yeah. and dad says to me, sits Rob and I down in our little condo in Calgary and says, you know, have you guys ever considered declaring bankruptcy? Like, do you know what that means? And it was not an option for Rob and I. Like it wasn't because we hadn't looked at it or considered it, but mm-hmm. personally, Rob and I believed we could fight our way out of it mm-hmm. and that we weren't gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So poor Rob, oh, here his wife isn't working and f- father-in-law's coming into town. Like, um, Anyways, I, I ended up- Sorry,
0: Judy, sorry. how old are you at this point?
1: Oh, I would have been like twenty three, twenty four. no, 26, sorry, 26. It's, like, so young, like, oh. so young, it's just yeah.
0: something that you just said there, I think it will really resonate with some people that will remember that thing. Of, I was trying to fathom out who I was supposed to be, not who I am, who am I supposed to be? Because yes. that is literally how you think in your twenties, isn't it? It's like yes. you're trying to find Searching.
1: the persona that you're supposed to step into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: and there's an order of operations that we're expected to live by. Yeah. You know, you go to school, you get a job, you buy a home, you get married, you have babies, like, yeah. Yeah. and you do this with your career, and that's like how it, life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm.
0: So and how does like Rob around now, like, what's how is he feeling, and is it affecting your head? Like, how is this all? Affected?
1: Rob's sick as a dog. Mm -hmm. Rob is losing weight rapidly Mm -hmm. he is suffering from um, ulcers Mm -hmm. severe anxiety and frankly sometimes I carried around still that like I put him through that Mm -hmm. but I begged him to trust me Mm -hmm. and bless his heart he trusted me Mm -hmm. because what happened next is really what changed around so Somehow, I don't know how, I got an interview with a tech recruitment company. Mm-hmm. Happens to be the largest tech recruitment agency in Canada. I know nothing about technology. Barely know how to like control, alt, delete, still a thing. so. <laughs> <laughs> you know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I certainly, I've never really worked in like B2B anything. So I sit down with um, two managing directors in Calgary mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we want you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Salary at that time, 30, $35,000 a year. So it's a salary though. So Rob's happy. He's like, I know what she's going to be bringing in. <laughs> like, this is a start. Yeah. So I started as a recruiter and I was just committed to working my ass off. Yeah, that's what I did. I was always first one in, last one out, something about this job. I just felt like, yeah, I think I've found my thing. Um, About just about a year in, I got asked to move into a B2B sales role, an account executive. And um, the company hadn't been in a place yet where there was a lot of training or anything. It was still a little like haphazard. Mm -hmm. And basically they almost throw a phone book at me and say, you know, go call people in these companies. And I'm like, what? it's like, I've done real estate before, but always for a top realtor. So I always got clients referred to me. Like, I don't know how to cold call. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean. Like go find clients. Like this is, I quit. I was like, sales, not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a quick stint in corporate recruitment. And what I learned in corporate recruitment was I had become addicted to being rewarded for my work. so when you're working in a sales environment you're paid for your efforts and you're paid for being a high achiever yeah I freaking love that yeah and so moving into corporate this company had asked me to place you know one of their top IT um, positions um one of the highest positions they'd ever had an internal recruiter work on highly political and I placed it I rocked it Yeah. and it was like now you can go place a payroll admin like everybody else I was like, "What? This oh. So I quickly called the recruitment company back and I said, "I made a mistake. Yeah, right. Can I come back? But can I come back as a recruiter?" And they said yes. So yes. I went back as a recruiter, and I was getting married at about the same time. So this is 2012, and um, I get the call into the office. Jody, would you go into sales? So now I've had about two years recruitment under my belt. And I'm like, yeah, like, I I think I could go into sales. And they're like, I'm like, but it has to be right. So I need to understand, you know, what type of portfolio they're giving me. They're like, well, we don't have a lot of active business to give you. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to give me? They're like, there's this little company. And it's a national airline. And we don't have much business there. But we'd like you to see what you can do. Guys, in under three years, I had 10 times my income. I was making in 45 days what I was making in a year, my first year at that agency. Wow. What did that feel? Were you just like, I I was like, I figured it out. I was like, and I was loving it. This was the thing. Like I loved working with these enterprise level clients, helping them solve problems and just like, and caring. Like this was the thing, I had found something where I could care deeply about what I was doing and solve problems that were meaningful for me. And it wasn't getting the project manager to deliver the right project. It was getting the project manager working on a project that was going to grow their career. It was working to get a director that project delivered so that they could get recognized by the CIO. Mm -hmm. That's what was awesome to me. Yeah, yeah it was a
0: problem and seeing the picture and making a difference to people's lives and business was like totally different yeah
1: totally different
0: is rob like five stone heavier than <laughs> yeah
1: feeding rob, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like man this is great like so we had bought a new home um in calgary um and we were able to keep the condo as a rental property like this is like This is a different life. You know, I go to the dealership to buy a car and I'm paying cash. And it's like, like, I don't even know what is happening because this is not what I'm accustomed to. Uh But what I'm learning is, you know, I'm not doing anything by a set process in this job. I am not, you know, I'm not taking sales classes and learning how to sell. I'm just showing up and giving a shit.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And, um, and it was awesome and it was fun. And so the company called me, um, my employer and said, we have an opportunity. We'd like you to take over managing director in Vancouver. Look at my husband. And in the meantime, the Calgary economy is starting to slide because of oil and gas. Mm -hmm. I said, the timing's right. We can go back. Rob's family is still on the coast. This is an awesome opportunity. Yeah. And I get to lead the team. I get to learn about budgets. I get to learn about the operational side of business that I had not previously been privy to. So we make the move after just buying my dream house. Calgary. <laughs> um, we did it. Um, and I took a 50% pay cut to do it. Because when you go from sales to leadership, that's how it works out. Um, and moved to one of the most expensive cities in the country to do it. but, I knew what I wanted to do and it was to learn more. Yeah. And so the cost of tuition, and this is how I, I always said it. I was like, this is my tuition. This is my education. Mm. I didn't finish my education in college. Yes. So this is the cost. Yeah. And so uh, Rob and I are packing up the truck and we get a call. My sister lives in the interior of BC and um, this would be 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's been diagnosed with MS. And um, Rob and I were off to a vacation in Mexico and we were sitting on the beach. And I just said, that could be me or you. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we are all final destination, same spot. And we don't know how long our runway is. Is this the journey that we wanna do? Cause I'm sitting in traffic three hours a day. My heart isn't singing as a leader. Um, like, I'm not happy. Are you like, can you honestly say you're happy? And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, we can move, consider looking closer to the interior. And just to give you guys an idea, like we kind of live in like where everybody vacations. Right. Mm -hmm. So we live on the lake. We're like an hour and a half from all of the ski hills in the winter.
0: Mm.
1: Um, But there's not a lot of industry here. Mm-hmm. and so I called my vice president and she said well what can we do to keep you and I said what really i well, we've been in leadership for two years I'm kind of screwing up your plan are you sure mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we'd love to see if you can grow out some of the um, sales arm in the interior of BC you can work from home um, blow out Kelowna and Vernon and I said okay yeah. I want to be clear like I always had a pull to do something on my own Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of change had happened in a five-year period of time. Mm -hmm. And I often get the question, why did you go back into sales? Mm -hmm. I, I know you're reading this book right now. I needed to know the universe had my back. Mm -hmm. And when the VP called and said, can you stay on as a salesperson? I needed that in that moment. Yeah. And so we move Um, And in the meantime, you know, Rob's quit his job in Vancouver and he's decided to launch into his own business. And within a year, his business is like, he's so busy. He's so crazy busy. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him in the spring and I said, I think we got to talk about what I want to do next because coming back into sales, I'm building something for someone else again. Yeah. And that's not what I want to do next time i want to build something for me and so i quit my job in june um and took the summer off and now i'm just trying to figure out i guess like who jody is to the world (laughs) what's the next chapter but it's
0: great that you've got you've built a life where you've been able to do that and you've built enough um in the tank almost that you trust yourself enough to know that you'll yes. f- work that out, you know? Yes. A lot of people would have stayed in the thing that they were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And just keep it so many of us just keep going back to the thing that we're comfortable with because we know we earn a good living and we know we're well respected and the ego of yes. the decision almost takes over. Yeah. Rather than the but what do I that life purpose thing, the stuff yes. that me and Cheryl are just big seekers of, you know, what's the yeah. What gives you joy? What makes you feel fulfilled to the max every day? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, And you know, I I was working with a coach when I decided to quit. And that coach I I said this before, but that coach asked, When has it not been okay? Mm. And the reality is, like, I have a pulse. I woke, I am having a cup of coffee this morning that's hot. Like it's always been okay. It's not to say it hasn't hurt. It hasn't been painful. There haven't been tears. You know, the Rob hasn't lost weight because I put him through so much stress. <laughs> oh, no. But, but like, it's always been okay. And mm-hmm. and so finding that trust for me and being able to settle into that has been like it's changed my life.
0: Yeah. Mm. So how and. and Your relationship with your sister, like
1: how? Oh my gosh. So her and I were not super close growing up, but what a gift it's been to come up here because I've been able to build a relationship that wasn't previously like as robust as it is now. Mm -hmm. And I get to experience her as a mom. If I'm honest, my deepest fear is that I wouldn't make this change until she wasn't a able body anymore until she was so sick that my only experience of her was gonna be of her in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. So I made the, Rob and I made the choice, like we wanna be here to watch the boys grow up with her. Mm-hmm. And to experience that about her. And if there's one thing that I'm more grateful for than ever, it's that Rob and I were able to come to that decision. Yeah. And we were, I don't know if ballsy enough is the word, but we trusted enough. Yeah. to yeah. say like the corporate ladder is what some people need in their lives yeah. i know i'm capable of it but i know i don't need it yeah yeah, yeah. but
0: i think part of that comes with kind of us have grown up as well doesn't it and yeah. like you said in your 20s you kind of are just trying to work out what it is that you're supposed to be and do uh-huh. <laughs> and then as you just get that little bit older and a little bit more kind of mature and trust yourself yeah. a little bit more and start to trust the universe yeah It um it's just like guidance, isn't it? It's like you just know when something's not aligned. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you guys, but like before I realize in my head what is happening, I feel it in my body. Like I can feel the constriction. I know when my shoulders are creeping up to my ears and that I've worked through a practice to be mindful enough to be like, hey, what's happening here? Like why does it hurt to wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like a kick in the gut when I'm walking into the office on a Tuesday? Yeah, and so it forces me to ask the question: Are you where you want to be? Are you where you need to be? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know that's so painful, cool, isn't it? We
0: we talked about this in one of our lives in the soul system, like a couple of months ago now, maybe just around that. So many people. Are suffering through a life or a job or a relationship that actually isn't making them happy, but they don't identify all the yeah. signs because they kind of put it in a box or in a a, a room in the mind and close the door. And their body is physically giving them migraines, yeah. is lethargic, is craving rubbish food, is you know kind of telling them that they're not aligned, but they don't read yes. the physical signs as something that's wrong from an emotional and mental state. Absolutely. So that's. I think you said, "Could you call a ball?" I definitely think ah, you can call ballsy. yourself ballsy. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a lot of balls, Sean. <laughs> what are your top life lessons that you want to share with our listeners that you've taken from all of those decisions and make life changing yeah. events?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I think trust that. The universe has your back, but no, you have to work for it. Yeah. Like the, uni- the universe, God, mother nature, whatever you want to call the, hi- the higher energy mm-hmm. spirit that's around us. Mm-hmm. Um, trusting in it is half of the battle, but putting into it is the other half. And I need to be mindful because I think I always say like, trust the universe Mm-hmm. yeah there's trusting but there's also a hell of a lot of elbow grease that goes in on the back end of that
0: yeah prepare to yeah. do the work and it's not what the universe is and for a lot of people like they ask me this question like well how do you know and i'm like it's your instinct it's your gps it's that what, whoever it was that put that professor in your life to have that conversation with you on that very day yeah. and for you to think this feels like the right that's yeah. that's your source isn't yeah. it that's your greater power it's whatever yeah. it's your channeling that's
1: giving you that guidance Absolutely. but sometimes we ignore it yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah 100% and you know it's cliche I get it and you know I get the messages all the time but honest to goodness listen to your body and do what makes it happy
0: yeah absolutely
1: if you're fighting your body every day listen to that because there's a reason for that and and i'm not talking about like you know health diagnosis just to be clear i'm I'm talking about like when you can't drag your ass out of bed in the morning like what's that about take the time to ask the questions because it's probably not because you're exhausted or tired maybe it is but like there's something deeper than just i'm exhausted and i'm tired yeah, Absolutely.
0: yeah, and, and for me, the other thing I take from your, like, from your life story and experiences is to see see the event, events as miracles almost like you could have seen your sister's diagnosis as like a tragic thing, and it, it but you've made it into something beautiful, and yeah. it's an opportunity yeah. to get to know her and reconnect as a family and to see the boys growing up, so it's kind of become a miracle rather than yeah. 100% so Mm.
1: the easy thing to do when we're thrown a bad pitch is to blame the pitcher
0: yeah
1: um but I think if we can get creative in how we're stepping up to the plate Mm -hmm. you know that's what changes what's given back to us Mm
0: -hmm. yeah fabulous but it's been amazing yes. i'm in awe and i'm loving the cojones like yes. Jodie. <laughs> the next time i'm swethering on a decision i'm like what would Jodie? do, you do? Jordy do? <laughs> and i feel like we're gonna have to come back in 12 months and do this again awesome. way, I'm gonna keep in touch. because i'm just the speed at which your decisions in your life yes. were like i'm thinking what the hell? She could be running for Prime Minister
1: next year. I (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about Prime Minister, but something. There's something cooking. I just don't know what it is yet. Absolutely.
0: But, uh, you know, it's been such a pleasure. And everyone's going to love listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your lessons with us. And best of luck to you and your family. And
1: just keep feeding Rob. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome, guys. Much love and gratitude. Thank you so much.
0: And to you. Bye, Jodie. Ciao.